the glory days of the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. As they were saying. <laughs> Boris, I remember him saying that on a lot of his briefings. On the, on the, he goes, on the plus side, ignore the death count, it's the glory days of the podcast. There's never been a better time to be podcasting in the UK. That's what he said. I've yeah. heard tremendous riffs. <laughs> this morning I was in crew talking to people who've got a podcast about curling. <laughs> One of them loves curling. One of them's never bloody played it. <laughs> never, never touched a stone in his life. <laughs> Hello and welcome to. Masters of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are joined in the studio by very special guests, all the way from uh, two feet to my left. It's Sean McLaughlin. How are you doing? Hey, I'm really good, thanks. Good to see you both. Yeah, it's good to see you. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got wrong-footed by the fact that I feel like I, I over-pronounced your surname there. Yeah, I, wasn't gonna, I, went, I went into I a spiral gonna, in my own head. I was going to say that was quite a kind of that that was quite a kind. Of, you know, like when you when like when like Italians um, who have grown up here, yeah, and whenever they say an Italian word, they put so much emphasis on it. Yeah, really putting a lot of putting a lot of Celtic sauce on that. Yeah, yeah, um, you really, really were. How did you pronounce it? How would you pronounce it? I'm not. I'm not sure. I could recreate what I did just there. You said um, McLaughlin. Yeah, it was. It was too. Uh, you I, put you put a kind of extra O. I in feel there. like I'm now. I'm now doing that thing where you're trying to think of how would you normally say something. I feel like McLaughlin is normal. Or have I still got? There's still a lot of. Soft... Well, I'd like to think it's normal. It is my name, but I think um, <laughs> I, I I accept McLaughlin or McLaughlin because I have mm-hmm. right, my okay. family all say McLaughlin, but I mm-hmm. genuinely on even the most basic research it implies that my family pronounce their own surname wrong because <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> An extraordinarily Celtic name, and we've yeah, a, and it's been anglicised. But my, you know, my my family are all Irish, so it's not like mm. I don't think anyone put a gun to their head and forced them to put in a hard consonants into the surname. No, no. But, Although if that was going to happen anywhere, possibly. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, well, mm. I, th- I think I can speak for the both of us when I when I say that you can take Milo's rather floral pronunciation as an apology for colonialism. I think that's something that you. That you can do quite safely. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's you can't spell apology apologist without apology. Is that what they say? Yeah, <laughs> that is what they say. I think they do say that. I've yeah. heard people say that on the bus. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard people say mm. that. Yeah, yeah. That's what, well, what they don't tell you is that Plato's apology originally started out as a notes app screenshot that <laughs> um, was sort of posted around the Agora. God, well, I it love. Was posted on the ca- posted on the cave wall. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything more thrilling than a notes app screenshot and maybe an emoji of like shaking hands or like broken heart and you go, Ooh. here we go. Something's about to happen. The shaking mm. hands emoji. That As is if an to interesting go, like, way let's to find, fr- Let's make friends again or something mm. like that. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's not going well when you find yourself taking a screenshot of the notes app, I think. <laughs> That's when... Because I think what's also... What's... I think after the mispronunciation of my name, you're going to be doing one. <laughs> and you're going to be atting the Irish embassy. Well, I did, the, I did the clever thing where I mispronounced it too Celtic. So I've, I've mm. put myself in the safe zone where I've sort of... I've, over, I've overshot, but in the correct direction. Yeah. Um, you might have to apologise to, like, Tommy Robinson. You might, you're like, you've, how dare you? <laughs> how do, my ancestors worked hard to anglicise this bastard. I can't apologise to him again. <laughs> Not twice in three weeks. First of all, he beats me on FIFA 9-0. And now, and now I've been uh, pronouncing the Irish names too Irish. Well, fair enough. It's a difficult week for Robbo. Um, yeah, but the, the alleged, the alleged reason... Yeah. Do you think Robbo's ever watched Seinfeld? Genuine question. That is a good question. Potent- potentially, yes. Do you think he's watched? So- he thinks he's watched Seinfeld, but he's actually watched like like uh, Friends or one of the other ones. He's watched Mad About You. He's like, oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. He's big into Mork and Mindy. <laughs> it's Tommy Robinson. 
I think that he has watched it and thinks that it's a really good example of a, of a sitcom from from kind of pre-diverse times. Yeah. And he just thinks that this is a sitcom about just four wasp New Yorkers just going about just going about their day. Yeah. He likes mm. it. It's a good Christian program in his eyes. It's a good Christian program <laughs> with Christian morals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the opinion opinion of Yaxo Leno. <laughs> we could, I thought we could real name him. I thought that might be fun, you know. Um, you're, dead, you're dead naming Robbo. That's what you're doing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't dead name Robbo. Not, yeah. in, this, not in this economy. Can't dead, can't dead name Robbo. <laughs> A right-wing I, reaction. I, I, clo- his I, name. I clocked somebody the other day saying, uh, describing uh, people referring to them as the name on their birth certificate as dead naming. But this person is entirely cis. Like, in just, just completely down the line cis. And she goes by her middle name. And she calls it dead naming, and I don't think that's very chill. That's my that's, that's my funny. take. I don't think I don't think you should do that. This, this woman is a come town character. She's not. <laughs> she's not real. You should, I don't. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I don't, was she I think, was she I think joking? That's bad. No. <laughs> she said, "Don't absolutely dead name." Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Has she, she changed definitely, her? Definitely not joking. I don't understand. Has she changed her surname or just she wants her? To be known no, by she's her just known, name. but she's just known by her. She's just known by her middle by her middle name rather than her first. Rather than her, yeah, that doesn't feel. First name. I don't feel like you can use phrases like dead naming if if it's that. No, 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 that does. You can't. You can't. It's got a specific technical meaning. You're not allowed <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, you are not allowed. Uh, apart from, of course, Yakso, who that is unfortunate. That is that is that is dead naming him, and we will um, be issuing a notes app apology. Because uh, it's actually pronounced um, kind of yaxali. That that's more how you say it. Mm. So, mm, Marla, if you could just try that again. Defunct Scottish ya- letters are yaxali. Yeah, Lin- yeah of course. That's how we're saying it. Lignon. <laughs> Lignon. So, could you just try that? Yeah, um, non hatefully, please. Sorry. Yeah. How many bulldogs are you going to put in your notes app apology? Oh, so many. To Robbo. You've got to have the appropriate, <laughs> but then you don't, also don't want to take it too far and seem like you're taking the piss out of the institution of the British bulldog. Yeah, I think um, a, a, like a lo- three bulldogs, one for mm. every lion. <laughs> <laughs> one bulldog per lion. One bulldog per lion. Three, the, the three bulldogs football shirt for people <laughs> who find the three lions full like football shirt to be like too woke. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or like they go three lions, ugh, not British enough. Like no, yeah, yeah. lions African can't yeah. have that. It's a bit, it's a bit too, bit too ethnic for me. We'll go yeah. bull, three bulls, three <laughs> the, chips. The lions are too ethnic. <laughs> and also probably one, probably one of those lions are tart as well. Don't yeah. like that. Mm. Don't take care for that. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. I heard that lion's a vegetarian. I hate that. Ramming that woke <laughs> shit down my neck. <laughs> Veget- vegetarian lion is a good bit. <laughs> so, oh, is that, is that gazelle? That's just that, well, there's not really a vegetarian option. I think there's... A, there's there's the, there is a market for that. Yeah. Let's not let's put it in the middle drawer. Let's not put it in the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you're doing when you're doing those those clubs <laughs> that's very, that's in the very, Midlands very on a Saturday night. Yeah. And you break out the vegetarian lion bit. Oh, I'm crushing tonight. We're gonna do ve- we're gonna do veggie lion. <laughs> we're doing it, we're doing, we're doing it. it. You know what? I wasn't going again, to, but Terry? the crowd the crowd oh. is warmed up. So I'm gonna yeah, do yeah. it. I'm gonna go all the way. Have you heard is about it- these bloody Bloody lecturers in the bloody university to tell us that lions are veggie. What's that? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, look out to blank faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> back to the old, back to the old wife jokes. <laughs> Got anything, Linda McCartney? Um, so uh, we we are talking about um, uh, allegedly. Uh, it is uh, the bottle deposit, which is season seven episode. Helpfully, helpfully cut off in my web browser. Sorry, I'll just do this again. We are talking about season <laughs> seven, episode twenty-one, the bottle deposit, part one. Yeah, and and it and is what it's both parts are in kind of collapsed into one episode. So we are um we are choosing a kind of arbitrary cut-off point about halfway through. Just mm. uh, yeah, just Netflix likes to merge home, the two-part episodes, even though love, I don't I don't believe they were merge. broadcast like that originally. Uh, I wa- honestly, I couldn't tell you. It was long, long enough ago. I don't remember. I I watched it 
I didn't watch all of the after the cutoff point. I haven't watched the whole thing. Oh yeah, no, I I haven't either. Good. Which I did okay. deliberately so as to know which bit of the episode I'm because I feel like if I watched the whole thing, I would accidentally talk about stuff. That yeah, happened after yeah. The cutoff point. But what what I did do is that it was just still on for about a couple minutes after the break off, and it does actually flow. But you, uh, it doesn't feel like you're watching the beginning of the next episode. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah. people who had watched it week to week must have been incredibly confused. Because... Yeah, just coming back in. Didn't it... add like a previously on Seinfeld. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, just like Law and Order music. And it's like the guy driving <laughs> off <with> his car. <laughs> du, 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 du. <laughs> we could be rich, Kramer. <laughs> um, yeah, that could be good. Um, I did. <laughs> I had like a weird uh, Proustian reverie with Law and Order yesterday morning because, well, not yesterday, recently, one morning. Because my girlfriend went down a TikTok rabbit hole while I was still asleep and was watching clips from Law and Order Special Victims Unit, like episodes from like the early 2000s or the late 90s <laughs> that had just been compressed into TikToks. And so I woke up to just like vague, like Law and Order music in the background, but too quiet for me to determine <laughs> that's what it was. And I'm half asleep and I just hear someone go, <laughs> it's like the voice of a child going, and then my uncle touched me. And I'm like, wait, wait what the fuck is going on? Um, isn't Law and Order? I mean, what I'm about to say can't be a fact. Yeah, but isn't it something like it's the most successful TV property ever, or like it's the most because they've made so many different types, and all mm, of them have had, could... all of them have decent viewing figures. Like it's sort of on the on the down low, it's an extraordinarily successful TV. Yeah, that I could surprise me. I could, but be- I could believe that on a kind of vibes only. Mm. basis like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna look it up because i, d- yeah. I don't care that much but i could well i could well believe that we, we operate on vibes on this pod oh thank god that's all i got to offer to be honest mm. our fact like, checker quit over paying conditions the, the seinfeld stats yeah pod, that's that's down the hallway that's not us yeah, i mean yeah. look i don't want to be forced into getting into the old note notes app no. on the phone go look i'm mm-hmm. sorry to the creators of star trek i didn't realize that you, you were so big compared to law and order but there's loads of laws because socrates the- drinking the hemlock on tiktok <laughs> being like look is this what you people want i'll do it maybe i should do a law and order podcast yeah or you can do one after this how because you're close to finishing this uh well we've got about a year and a half yeah, there's a disconcerting amount of time. There's a, there's, a, there's quite a there's quite a lot left. <laughs> there's quite a lot left. Was it eight um, years or seven? Nine. Oh Wait. my no, god! No, we've not. We've not got a year and a half. Left. You've we've got, got. You're not. Got you're like year, about, about, about halfway through. No, no, no. But there are nine seasons. Are there are eight. And so we've got. There? there are nine. Oh, are there? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we've got. So we've so got about two a year. Left. Yeah. 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 Okay. About a year. Right. Bloody hell. Yeah, and then we can, and then and then we can finally die. <laughs> the, we just after that we just walk into the sea. I think you should just start it all again. Mm. You should just and what, do see, it all. See if we, roll see if it we over. Ind- see if we independently come up with with the same riffs as we did yeah, before. That, mm. Yeah, it's actually yeah, a very yeah, interesting yeah. experiment. That, that's actually like that's quite kind of Charlie Kaufman esque, mm. I think. Yeah, and we Let's have to get it. the same guest back for the same episode. Yeah. Yeah, and then you do it again, and then the third run-through, there's like a forensic scientist here who compares mm. the two and yeah, makes yeah, predictions yeah. on per- on what had happened in your life between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also with the, the aid of an octopus that's sorting <laughs> red and white balls into two separate containers. The best thing about this yeah. idea is there's no way, no way it could go wrong. Yeah, no. yeah, I think so. No, no, it's, it's high flawless. production value, and it's the sort of thing that works great in an audio medium. <laughs> I do like the idea of having a podcast where there are apparently very complex workings going on. Like there is all there is also an octopus that's sorting balls into two different containers, and it's commented upon in a way as though it's affecting the outcomes of the podcast. <laughs> but it's never explained actually the mechanisms by which any of these things interact with each other. No, 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 no absolutely. And no. also, we have to comment on what the octopus is doing like it has some kind of intentionality behind it. So you've got to say mm. like, oh, oh God, you see what he's, mm. yeah, no, 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 absolutely, no, absolutely fair play, fair play on what he's done, what he's done just there. Um, and then just conti- and then just continue talking. While, while I am really excited mm. to have a, a, a long and in-depth conversation about the uh, future of this podcast, um, I have 40 minutes. 
40 minutes until the octopus takes you away from us. 40 minutes the train until to the Rift octopus Town lead, has been until discontinued. The octopus <laughs> leads right. me leads me away. It's a, it's a it's a um it's a replacement bus from there on. Um so uh yeah, we open with a bit as we so often do. Uh, where Jerry is going in on something that actually, in my opinion, has had it far too easy for far too long. The little the little paper sheet they put in the footwell of your car when it's been to the to the mechanics or whatever. Um, mm. They don't always do it, but it is weird. This is an exceptional piece of observational comedy. <laughs> this is like, I didn't even... I mean, it's, it's all, all the hallmarks of a great piece mm. of observational stand-up because I didn't know I knew that. And I knew immediately what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's even transatlantic. You know, there could, yeah. there could have been a different mechanic culture here, but there isn't. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same paper sheet in the footwell. And I suppose it would be interesting to know whether this episode of Seinfeld influenced the UK culture, or maybe it's just... Oh, interesting, interesting. Mm. So, like, what, co- yeah. what comes first, the episode of Seinfeld or... Or the yeah. importing of the little of the little sheet. I always like to think it's yeah. like a it's like a kind of a bib for the car to stop it dribbling. Oh, it's sweet, isn't it? In case yeah. it's having a bit of spaghetti. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just tuck it in. There you go. There you go, little car. I like the idea of uh, Ricky at Ricky's service and MOT being like, I've got to start fucking doing the paper <laughs> sheets. This is clearly what people expect. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing Jerry Seinfeld go, What's the deal? <laughs> And he's like, people are going to, Seinfeld fans are going to be coming in here wanting to reenact this you know, yeah, yeah. bit to, to relate to Jerry Seinfeld. And I'm not giving him that experience. Yeah. And then he hires, a, he has to hire a mechanic that looks looks at just like the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. He just has to complete the full, because well, the full Seinfeld's effect, a yeah. huge show. And I think we can become the Seinfeld mechanic because, <laughs> yeah. Because because mechanics are what people think of when they think of Seinfeld. Well, Jerry is yeah. on Everybody Loves Raymond playing a mechanic. There's a kind of fun little uh, fun little crossover. Is that that's true? Not true? No, that's not true at all. That's a okay. total lie. That is a that is a total lie. Which I feel like from the expression of your face, I could have kept going. But um, like I said, I don't, I don't have that. It, much that was that time. was br- it, it was it was just feasible enough. Yeah, mm. it was Best just lies feasible are. enough. Best lies yeah. Are. yeah. There we go. Said by a true pro. Um, <laughs> Said by a real li- fucking the, liar. <laughs> the best pro- the best lies are. Yeah. Her name's not even Phoebe. No, of course not. <laughs> you don't want to know what her name bae. is. That's how you say it. You've been <laughs> saying it in this really racist way. What, like like, like I'm a noir detective? Phoebe, yeah. Phoebe. Phoebe, yeah. See? Exactly. I'm dealing with this informant. Um... Yeah, uh, so uh, the plot lines are that uh, Kramer and Newman have borrowed Jerry's car to go to the like Costco equivalent store, the name I always forget, because uh, where you buy loads of cheap stuff in huge bulk, um, and they've brought it back, and uh, Newman is becomes interested in the uh, d- deposit receipts you get back when you take the bottles to the bottle bank. Um, and there's a great there's a great the, line reading from Newman here when he doesn't he doesn't understand that you get money mm. for the bottles he thinks you pay yeah. to <laughs> recycle the bottles and uh, and and Jerry says what what did you think the hobos were doing and Newman says I don't know they're deranged which is which is not <laughs> which is not a not a bad answer really if you haven't thought about it that much. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I love I love this episode because it's because it's a really silly one, and we haven't had a silly one in a little while. And I think mm. it's one of the I think it's one of the more charming uh, Kramer being kooky episodes because I feel like at, like recently I feel felt a little bit impatient with Kramer's kookiness. Mm. I kind of want him to pull it together, maybe think about I don't know retraining or something. Come on, mate! It's twenty twenty three. Come on. <laughs> You are, you are. Th- no one even uses are, payphones anymore. What you is are this? Are you, is this, is this pod- <laughs> I'm curious to know what you, this podcast view of Kramer is as a character. Because I'm mm. at the halfway point between both of you as a Seinfeld fan in that I was doing a full watch through until about okay. four months ago and got up to, I think, about season five. What mm-hmm. happened four months ago? <laughs> um, no, nothing. I mean, I just lost lost all memory for one. I don't know. I went into the woods. Something happened. Does it, it, I, I don't remember, and so I just choose to ignore it. But um, I think a little um, talk with our old friend Robbo and yeah. uh, started to I notice mag- some things about this series and started thinking. No, I'm not so sure about this. I'm not so yeah. sure this is a good Christian show. 
In my opinion, every sitcom mm. should have all the characters do the sign of the cross at the beginning and end of every scene. And if they don't, then I, I'm out now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you presumably like Frasier a lot. Yeah, I like. Well, the thing is, us, us, me and Robbo have sort of retrofitted <laughs> a lot of signs of the cross into classic sitcoms so we can enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> so we've basically used sort of AI and, mm. you know, I mean, look, it does make some shows perplexing. Yeah. yeah, it makes some. Sh- I mean, it makes Porridge a far darker show. Mm. <laughs> as, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I. But anyway, the point I was going to make is, yeah. I love Kramer so much. Mm. He's my favorite one, and I always find people. I I've, every time I talk to people about Seinfeld, they always think this Kramer's maybe the one. I think he's the reason it still feels modern. So I'm all in on Kramer. Oh, interesting. Being being a schemer and doing this. Yeah. I think it's I really I don't mind, I don't mind body schemes, yeah. but I think that there is I think there is a limit to tolerable kookiness. Cuz like the re- mm. because like the rest of them, I say I could picture being friends with them. I mean, they're very similar kind of composites to basically everybody that I know, which is maybe something worth exploring with a paid professional uh yeah. but probably probably says more about you than it does about <laughs> yeah, Seinfeld yeah. in a way yeah. but like th- but you think about like but you think about i'm like, always being... friends with one comedian one one balding man who hates his life yep. and a woman who's mm. stressed yeah oh yeah. we all hate our lives oh sure 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 sure. i don't it's hate my life my obviously. life is lovely yeah. all right <laughs> regret to inform <laughs> you um yeah like like imagine like what i say imagine being friends with them because i was when I was at school, I was friends with a kind of Kramer-like character who was always mm. getting, who was always doing schemes and getting into kind of peculiar scrapes. And it 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 got wearing after a while. It it really it really really did. Um, also, my old my old my old flatmate is a bit of a is a bit of a Kramer character. You know the one I told you about, Milo, the one who um, the one who didn't know how to use mouthwash and vomited down oh. his t-shirt. Oh yeah, the one who drank it. The yeah. one who drank the mouthwash in a mm-hmm. in the bathroom on a date and vomited down his t-shirt and then returned. You got to wash the mouth dirt all the way through, otherwise. Yeah, yeah, otherwise it's not working. And then returned to the table because he decided not to try to clean himself up because he thought that would look mm. weirder. And so he went yeah. back to the table with vomit all down his t-shirt. Mm-hmm. didn't raise the fact that he had vomit all down his t-shirt and on his chin. <laughs> not, just, not addressing it is king just shit. Just being just like, well. He just didn't address it. He just returned. And all he said to this woman um, was, I've forgotten my wallet, so you're going to have to pay for this. And <laughs> <laughs> How? And where again, did the mouthwash come from, though? It's wearing. Oh, th- th- this is the thing. The mouthwash is my fault because... Right. Before he was he was leaving to go on his date, he was he said like I feel like I feel like I've got like a kind of breath problem like I don't know it's making me a little self conscious and he kind of breathes in my face and I was like please don't do that mm. don't breathe in my face um, but tell you what I've got some travel mouthwash from you know one of those like you know cute little this, ones this is a perfect Seinfeld this feels hotline. so yeah. Seinfeld it's yeah. insane living with yeah. him was like being in it was like being in a kind of constant Seinfeld mm. Seinfeld episode. Yeah, that it, that is Costanza. It's pure Costanza. He's also he's also the one whose uh, whose observance of his faith would come up just at quite convenient times. So like, if he like owed you money, all of a sudden he's like, right. "It's Saturday, I can't do business." But he would also be like sitting on the coat, like sitting on the sofa in his in his underwear watching porn, just like <laughs> you're watching a TV show. That that would be great. Like the bailiffs come round to like take your stuff, and then you're just you you just quite quickly Saturday, grab, man, grab your can't... grab your black hat and put it on, and you're <laughs> like, I can't open the bank. It's Saturday. Out. What do you think? What? Oh, sorry, pal. Um, can't yeah. operate the door. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so the so the mouthwash was my fault. Um, it was yeah. It was also him that got us uh, banned from the local synagogue. <laughs> banned from the synagogue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that was before that was the days of the notes app apology. Bef- uh, Why know. was this was this related? These two incidents? No, the no the two incidents the were un- the no the two incidents were unrelated. <laughs> he to- he told the rabbi's wife that he didn't trust Polish people. 
I this this guy sounds incredible. How old was this man? Um, this was when we were in our early twenties. Okay, because genuinely, every in my head, it's a man in his like mid sixties. <laughs> he had he had the, he had the soul and energy of a man in his uh, yeah, a man yeah. in his mid sixties. But yeah, he he'd is... lived maybe in a small town in Eastern Europe for a long time. Like, was like, what is this capitalism? Like, oh yeah, it's called mouthwash. He once got locked out in his old in his old place that he used to live in. He once was putting the bins out and he didn't put down his mm-hmm. dinner. And he was putting the bins out like again in his underwear. He loved being in his underwear. This was his whole thing. Right, yeah. Like classic. Everyone in that flat that I used to, that I used to live in would just come in the door and they would just take all their clothes off and I would have to like tell them to put trousers on if people were coming over because they were just yeah, like... all these just... supposed free thinkers. You know, it's they're all wearing, <laughs> all wearing trousers. trousers. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and he was putting out the bins in his underwear and he didn't put down his dinner. So... Right. And he... Uh, so he was outside putting the bins out, holding this plate of spaghetti and the door locks behind him and he can't get mm. back and he can't get back in. So he has to knock on his neighbor's door. So he's now eating his dinner outside <laughs> in his pan. Yeah. So he has to knock on he's his like neighbor's a, He's basically door. a fox. He's a fox. He's a fox. Yeah. He is a he is a fox man. <laughs> he, yeah. That's, if he takes the pants off, he is a fox. He's a kind the pants of vulpine. Are the, thin, the thin line. He is a vulpine man. Uh, yeah. And so mm. he knocks on his neighbor's door and doesn't wait to be invited in. He just like wanders past them and sits on their couch and just starts eating his spaghetti on their couch and doesn't explain what Amazing. he's doing. This is uh, genuinely brilliant. Mm. So it's making me it's making me like crave <laughs> the character. Uh, it's making less. it's making like yeah, like yeah. even like even yeah, less or a even poor more imitation of this man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the rabbi's like I banned you from the synagogue. Now you're in my house eating your spaghetti? What yeah. is this? Um Yeah. Does it take a lot to get banned from a from a synagogue? Well, it depends how reactive. I was raised very depends how reactive very your rabbi is. Really, I mean, like mm. I was raised very Catholic, yeah. and I thought there were definitely some people who should have been kicked out of the church who weren't. And I wonder if there's yeah. a sliding scale with different. To be honest with you, or... yeah. I have never met anyone else who has been banned from a synagogue. Yeah, He's it's not the kind of place person. that invites the sort of behaviour that would get you banned from it. Like the sort of place you get banned from is like a bar or a nightclub, occasionally a bowling alley or something. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. sort of feel like the sort of person who would get banned from a synagogue just wouldn't be there. I don't. I wonder how place. you'd be surprised. I don't think there's an. I don't, <laughs> you'd be surprised. I don't. I don't think it was an out and out ban. I think it was that. No longer welcome in the congregation, I think. <laughs> you were quietly asked to leave. <laughs> I wonder, it's funny you say bowling alley bar. I wonder if you could get kicked out of those things for the same reason. Like if you went <laughs> to the manager of a bowling alley and said, where is your wife? I need to tell her my opinion on Polish people. Would you then be asked to leave? Or is he? Is he found the perfect like he's found the perfect life hack? What? And he's like, <laughs> it's like a life hack. Get down here. Yeah. <laughs> As a man who wants to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I cannot stress. I cannot get, stress clearly like... enough. This 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 rabbi's wife was Polish. Mm. Oh, right. This okay. was the this was well, that... this was this was the issue. Um, and it came up that he didn't trust Polish people because she was telling him about having grown up in Poland and. She asked him if he'd if she'd ever been, and he said, "No, I'd love to go. I'd really like to see Prague." And when he was telling this anecdote, I was like, "Do you understand what's wrong with that bit there, mate?" And he mm. said, mm. "And he said, no. What's the issue?" And I said, "Okay, well, c- continue. <laughs> t- <laughs> yeah. Tell me where we. E- tell me. Tell me. Tell me the outcome. Tell me where we ended up." He was really disappointing because his previous synagogue, the rabbi's wife, had been Bulgarian, and they got on like a house on fire, <laughs> talking about how much he mistrusted the Poles. Well, maybe that. Maybe that's the point. Maybe this had just worked really, really well for him in the past. The issue seemed to be mm. that when she said, "Well, actually, I am. I am Polish," um, instead of saying, "It," you know what. That was a, that was a that was a dumb thing to say. I I shouldn't have said that, which I think could have, I think could have dealt with the situation sort of quite quite neatly. But no, he doubles down, yeah, and oh. argues that you cannot be both Polish and Jewish, which is an interesting take and oddly quite a Nazi yeah. take. And yeah. um, 
And that, and she <laughs> didn't. Historically, <laughs> quite a lot of evidence to suggest that and you she can. Did, and she didn't. I, she uh, didn't yeah. take. She didn't take that well at all. Not. Not at all. No. Not. At all. I. think with this guy, what I found out about him. You may have buried the lead there with me. Mm. I think the fact that <laughs> I, think, I, would I, I you. think the fact that the guy was a Nazi, I wouldn't have been charmed by oh, it. No, no, he's mm. not a Nazi. Like, it's just quite a Nazi thing to say. Sure, he's, sure. He, he's he's Jewish. He's not like a he's not like sure. a Nazi who's managing to, for whatever reason, get himself invites to rabbis' houses in order <laughs> to tell them his views on race science. That that would be that Hello, would be an unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rabbi. I've had a hell of a week. Are you ready to pivot dramatically in what you view me? Oh, the bloody the bloody Nazis out there in his pants again. He's in the bins. <laughs> well, I quite like I quite like the I, I quite like it. the idea of like of like a Nazi, but who's like mm. who's willing to be persuaded. Like at the moment, I am a Nazi, but well, I'm trying to broaden my horizon. Could, could you talk me round? <laughs> They're doing like the liberal thing of like you've got to go and talk to people you disagree with. Yeah, yeah. Um, could you could you maybe yeah, talk, talk me around because, crossing the aisle because because yeah. I've I've watched some Curb and I actually I quite like it. So I'm willing to be I'm willing to be convinced. Convince me. Can I start a dialogue? <laughs> Can I start a dialogue about me being nuts? Yeah. Because I don't know. It's very funny because Larry David, he continually finds himself in these situations where he's technically right, but he's also <laughs> being unreasonable. And from this much merriment is made. Yeah, precisely. Good. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the basically, uh, Newman becomes enchanted by the fact that you get 10 cents per empty container in Michigan, whereas five in the other states. And so he starts talking about, well, why wouldn't you just drive all of your bottles and cans to Michigan and give them in there? And then Kramer's like, well, because the overheads are prohibitive. Like you'd get yeah. double for the, but it's not enough money to warrant driving to Michigan. This is brilliant, this bit. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. so lived. These characters are so lived in by this point. The fact that mm. Kramer's already had this idea. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's saying it won't work. I just <laughs> love it. I think it's so. It's such. It's a sign of a sitcom sort of yeah. firing at all cylinders. Yeah. When Jerry but, but just he says, says no, very no, briefly, no, you oh, is this the Michigan bottle scam again? You blow your mar- You <laughs> yeah. blow your margin on the gasoline. It can't be done. It can't be done. Better minds than you've yeah. tried and failed. And yeah, and yeah, and, Jer- and Jerry has obviously been told about the gasoline scam. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the uh, bottle exchange scam. It's yeah. You're you're right. It's mm. it's 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 beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of showing not telling being done, um, which is a, it's a beautiful thing to see. So they they you know they they get cracking away thinking about that. Meanwhile, Elaine's plot line is that um, she is instructed by Mister Peterman of the J Peterman catalog to go and bid on JFK's golf clubs at an auction. He gives her a blank sign check and, and instructs her to spend te- up to ten thousand dollars on these golf clubs. Peterman being and, a JFK uh, guy, I think, is very well observed. Yeah, I think he well, he's also it. a guy in the weird diction part of the Matrix, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he has uh, a fascinating voice, doesn't he? JFK certainly also was. Mm. Hmm. That's probably why odd. He likes odd. Him. I feel like we've we've lost in politics these days the very odd talking man. They talk odd in much more prosaic ways now. Mm. I think I think Starmer does have a weird voice, but I think he has such good hair that people forget <laughs> about it. It's like hello there, it's a weird voice, but, but also well, he's saying some very important things. Yeah, I think if you just if you just listen for a moment, he sounds like he's had two and a half pints and he's about to cry all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's a bit like Peterson in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he does like, have a weird voice, sort of... but I don't think it's an outlandishly weird voice. He doesn't place the yeah, not like Harry Truman. He does no, exactly. He doesn't place the stresses in a weird way. He doesn't have a kind of he doesn't have an unusual vowel situation yeah. that he's Was, doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose what you're saying is he doesn't have like a Boston accent. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. We've got a lot. I would like yeah, to yeah, hear yeah. more British politicians more... with a Boston accent. <laughs> Imagine if Jeremy Corbyn had had a Boston accent. Different story. We'd be we'd be living under his utopia right now. I'm sure. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna have fucking free broadband. <laughs> free broadband. <laughs> yeah, for everyone. Doesn't matter. It's not gonna be means tested. Is that your? Bo- I've heard you don't do a better Boston. Try that That's again. That really yeah, tickled me. That was, that was really. That was just an <laughs> off the dome. Free <laughs> That's Bugs Bunny. Yeah. 
that you <laughs> that you just did. <laughs> we're gonna t- we're gonna turn the wires left at Albuquerque. We're gonna get free board <laughs> wind. Um. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Jerry drives her down there in his Saab, and um, they get there and they're, where they encounter Sue Ellen Mishki, an old an old foe of Elaine's, but who you won't be familiar with because she's cropped up since season sure. five. Yeah, I um, didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, it was. It was. I knew what the vibe yeah. was, but I didn't know yeah. she's in other episodes. She is. Elaine hates this woman because she doesn't wear a bra. <laughs> This is sort of essentially the crux of it. Yeah, no, she hates her because they've got like a kind of they've got a kind of enmity, and Elaine focuses and channels all of the enmity mm. into the not wearing a bra. Like, who does she think she is? God, this show—it's so interesting. The layers of this program, isn't it? Yeah. It's mm. Very uh, friends could never, never, never. Yeah, because there's not really like, a, a, generally speaking, much of a through line between episodes, but there is a kind of like a through primordial soup where you know common common themes and old friends. There's come definitely up. law. Yeah, again and again. Yeah. yeah, what I mean is though, it's not like some sitcoms which have like a you know they have yeah, an A yeah, B yeah, sure. plot which kind of runs through like almost even sometimes between seasons. But in Seinfeld, there's a sort of a there's a kind of more dispersed. Well, there are sometimes kind uh, of overarching you know, plots theme. kind of within a season. So like. So like season four was where they had the pilot. This one is the one where, yeah. where, where where George is engaged. But they reset at the start of each season. So you are supposed mm. to forget yeah, yeah. what has gone before. The only time there's ever been a kind of um, a sort of leap across is at the end of season three when Kramer leaves and goes to Los Angeles. And then the first episodes of season four are in Los Angeles. Yeah, But that's the yeah, only yeah. kind of the rest of the time you're supposed to just say, well, I don't remember that. Why do you remember that weirdo? <laughs> Were you stalking me? Yeah, it's like a it's like a comic strip almost. Yes. It's like a, it's like it's like Garfield or yes. you know, it's like uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I felt a bit like that the other the other day in Paris I met up with um an old friend from Moscow who lives in Paris now and I had to explain to her who David Cameron was. What an unbelievable then, sentence then, all around that is. Can I just I, say that? And then when I, yeah. I met an old friend from Moscow in Paris and explained to them who David Cameron was. What the fuck is your life? And then once I explained, she was like, oh, oh yeah, him. But it's just like, it's like we've just been through so many seasons of Britain now. Yeah, yeah. That it's just, it's like a forgotten plot line, yeah. David Cameron. It's Liz Truss came in right as the writer's strike kicked off. And then, so we, did, yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. get a long enough. We only got two episodes. Well, the, well yeah. Theresa May was the result of a, um, was the result of, of um, scab writers being brought in, so they just brought in the execs who just didn't—they yeah. didn't know what they were doing. They were just like, ah, mm. um, yeah, 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 yeah. Theresa May was kind of a grey man situation. Mm-hmm. It know? felt, yeah, it felt <clears throat> a bit like um, she was like George Lazenby. They were like, right, we've lost the main character. Let's just do it, the main character again, but it's a woman now, and so we'll see if that's different. But it was the main character yeah. again. Exactly. Yeah, the electorate didn't go for didn't it. Go for it. No. They were, they were furious. They were burning their copies of the Conservative Manifesto. Yeah, saying it's not canon, doesn't pop up in any yeah. of the fanfic. Sad, really. That's right, yeah. God, you wouldn't want fanfic about Theresa May. <gasps> there is fanfic about Theresa May. Have you never read it? Have you never read the article by oh, A.N. No. by respected cultural and literary critic A.N. Wilson, which is just a really, really, really long, really weird thing about how he thinks that Theresa May is horny? Oh boy. It's, it's genuinely one of the oh worst boy. things I've ever read in my entire life. There's this horrible, horrible oh. illustration that goes with it. Oh, not an illustration. illustration. You know, the kind of the sort of spectator illustrations with the kind of the, the, the sort of, sort of heart. Oh, yeah, the yeah. So the that, pencil, but yeah. like yeah. Theresa May wearing like, like a, like a collar thing. It's, it's not, it's, it's bad. It's a bad scene. It's a bad, bad scene. This sounds astonishing. Even by the standards, <laughs> I mean, this sounds a- a- actually astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's the sort of thing that, like, if that if you've if you've read this, if you've read this article, you you have experienced a particular kind of like brain and blood poisoning. It's crossed the blood brain barrier. Sure, um, sure. But yeah. it also means that anyone who you talk to about it treats you like you've treats you like you've gone properly insane because nobody else remembers yeah. it. It's only these kind of like yes. this kind of small group of kind of contaminated individuals kept in quarantine. I think, I do think you've made it up. And even if you were to show me a copy of it, a physical copy, I would <laughs> like, say, well, no, you've had no, that yeah, printed. You've done I that. don't know why you've had this printed. Yeah, that was weird of you, but yeah. I, you've clearly done this. It's just a strange thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're trying to like retcon <laughs> Inception this in <laughs> to the public consciousness. 
Why are you trying to destroy the reputation of a cultural writer who wrote an article that you've made up about a woman who isn't even prime minister no, anymore? And who was never prime minister because it's not in the, it's not in, it hasn't mm. made it into the Wikipedia. Thank you. Like an Obama style conspiracy. Like legally, she was never prime minister because it's in the constitution that a woman can't be prime minister. <laughs> Imagine if Theresa May genuinely was born in Kenya, though. <laughs> and then, and then a well, bunch of people wild. went to all this trouble to prove it. And then the Supreme Court was like, "Yeah, well, there's no, there's no rule yeah, against that, that's, that's fine. fine. We've had loads that's of, allowed. Yeah. We've had loads of prime ministers from other yeah. countries. Yeah. yeah, that that's 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 perfectly yeah. allowed, you weirdos. Why isn't it allowed for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The funniest thing is that the reason why it's not allowed in America, that clause in the Constitution was because they were afraid that soon after the independence of America, an English guy would become president and just turn around <laughs> and make it Britain again. <laughs> so like, no, you've got to be a proper yank. Isn't there a similar thing about a Catholic can't be the prime minister of this country because oh, since the Reformation? If, Have I made this ooh, up? That, that cannot be maybe. true, can it? Because I, mean, I don't <laughs> think it's current. <laughs> Because the head of the head of state, the head of state in this country is the head of the national church. Well, yeah, so I think I think I think and if I think you people, are, I think the head if you're of state Catholic would be the and you, I think if you're Catholic, you have to convert if you want to marry into the royal family. I think. I think Tony Blair became Catholic. He converted to Catholicism a week after he left being prime minister because it would have been too, he, it would have been too much did. baggage if he did it. I think I think politically it might have been quite yeah. at the at the time. Um, that, it's weird that I, it can't I be don't true. I think that it's, can be true. Look, put that in with my law and order thing in the thing. I'm that actually, it, no, I am look, actually going to look this up because I'm I'm sort of quite. I think it's, it's quite possibly it was true. It was true at one time because at a certain point, even as late as the 19th century, you couldn't. I don't think you could go to Oxford or Cambridge unless you were a C of E. You had to um you had to like either like convert or. Mm. Um, like you had to like accept the articles of the Church of England, so I would imagine they were probably holding being prime minister to a higher standard than that. Okay, well I'll tell you, I'll tell you um, who is who is like, Catholic. Boris Johnson mm. is Catholic. Is he actually? Yeah. Well, what did they do? They forced him out. They <laughs> forced they... confession like he fucking too... Boris again. He I'm going to be here all day. Is he actually Catholic, Catholic Boris? Catholic. Uh, a Catholic. Oh, that's Cat... really that's actually. I was right. Catholic can't be king. Can't be king or queen. Catholic. Mm. I know. Other, I mean, otherwise, Sean, I suspect you would be very much in the running. Oh, big time! Yeah. I'd make yeah. a. I'd, I'd be great. I'd be great as king. Did you know that you technically could, um, you could marry Princess Michael again? Technically, any any baptized male can be elected pope. So you might want to get might want to get on that. Any ba oh, baptized within the Catholic Church or within within the, any within the church? Catholic Church, obviously. But like, you don't have you don't have to be a priest and a cardinal. It's not necessary. You. Do you know, that's the problem with the modern day is no one wants to pay their dues anymore. No, no one, wants, one to wants to do the hard no. work of being a priest and it's then a, a cardinal. Ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just skip from nothing to pope. Yeah, you got to be priest, cardinal, bishop. Well, what I think mm. that what I I'm think hearing some rumours that baby Gronk is, uh, is uh, running uh, uh, to no, be no, pope. No, 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 no. I've instituted a ban. Absolutely not. There will be no talk of baby Gronk. A ban, a baby ban Gronk, gronk. full-size Gronk. No, absolutely not. Not on any. Who's baby not on Gronk? Any of the properties that I'm associated with. Um, that that whole thing just made me feel like I was having a yeah. stroke. I was like, do I smell toast? <laughs> it was. It's just. It's like TikTok stuff that just like it escape. You know, sometimes something from TikTok just escapes containment. Mm. And then like people who aren't teenagers like just hear all of these words that people are saying. <laughs> And you're just, you're all just, you get to feel what it's like to be 90 yeah. years old for a moment. It's like the um, polar opposite. If you know that yeah. like very, very high pitched noise that they used to play in shops and town centres to stop, oh, the mosquito, to stop teenagers yeah. congregating around there. But yeah. Is that yeah, true that's though? Completely that? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah it was real. Real yeah. thing. Real thing that happened. Um, only, only in Britain. I mean, for for American and other overseas listeners, this is a real thing. They used to play a very high pitched noise. In, the, in like the 2000s yeah. as a way of combating antisocial behavior to like stop teenagers from loitering because yeah. allegedly you could only hear it if you were under 25 yeah. I think. but that's still they're still getting quite a lot of unintended like oh well catching if you're aged bit, between yeah, 18 and 25 astray. you're just collateral yeah. damage yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. you can't go to the corner shop uh yeah that yeah that yeah. was really something so yeah so baby gronk is like the polar opposite of that 
So, like, if you are mm. an adult and you hear about baby Gronk, then you yeah. instantly mm. feel a huge amount of pain and sickness and want to get inside mm. where it's safe and where no one can can hurt you. Do I have time to look up what baby Gronk got, is? Is it no. a person? Yeah, so is it an entity? Baby, baby Gronk an entity. is a 10-year-old boy <laughs> who's like an Instagram, TikTok personality because he's very good at football, American football. And his dad has like made this huge kind of social media following of him by constantly posting updates about his American football performance. And this week he went and visited like some universities to talk about going there. And then someone made this video of him meeting this other TikTok like gymnast woman who's like big on big on TikTok and she's a university athlete at Louisiana State University. And then there's been like the like the TikTok drama reviewers have been like talking about like Baby Gronk when he spoke to <laughs> Livy and she she brizzed him up. Um and and oh, it's just God. it's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. We're just we're just fucked, aren't we? Mm. We're just yeah, yeah. I mean, like, mm. I think there are a lot of good reasons not to have another war. But yeah, but sure. having said that, maybe we should have another war. We could war. deploy Baby Gronk to the Donbass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. send him to the Gon- baby, Send him to the ba- Donbass. See, um, see if he can deploy his mm. Riz there. I think Baby Gronk would immediately be enrolled in the USO show. <laughs> From the sounds uh, of it, yeah. he's got a lot of fans, <laughs> and people love rizzing him up. People do love. They just, they just want him to tackle him stuff. Up. Yeah, tackle, stuff tackle up. stuff. For the for the troops, and Taylor Swift mm. can sing "Underdog" and we'll, we'll win this one. Yeah, I've actually fun, heard he's it? he's uh, maybe thinking of trying to date Taylor Swift now. Now that uh, how yeah. old is? Isn't he, did you just say he was ten? No, he's yeah. like no, he's like thirteen. I think he's really young. It's, well, still very young to be attempting to date Taylor Swift. Well, you know, dream big. Yeah. Well, you know, her fans need to get someone young enough that they haven't done anything that they can disagree with yet. You know, you got to be that's kind of primo age. They sort of need, <laughs> they need her to be dating a man who really has not done anything except play with a Nerf gun so far. Really, they need her to be dating someone who hasn't even been born. Yeah. Like, you know, when you can buy, a, you know, when you can buy a house off plan. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They need to get Taylor an off plan boyfriend. They need, they need her to become a paedophile, but for woke reasons. But like not just and like Gronk a pedophile, like is the key. <laughs> Gronk is Gronk the fella. Is the key. Gronk is the chosen boy. <laughs> Come forth, Gronk. He That's is right. the the skeleton key into this world. Come yeah. forth, Gronk, and um, accept the hand of the princess. Um, <laughs> mindful of mindful of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, Sue Ellen Mishki bids bids up on the golf clubs because she works out that Elaine wants them and drives the bidding to like twenty thousand dollars. And Elaine refuses to back down because this has become like a personal vendetta. So she ends up winning them at twenty thousand dollars. They throw them in Jerry's car. Jerry's going to give them to her the next day. Um, meanwhile, uh, George has been given a task by Mr. Wilhelm at the Yankees, but the problem is Mr. Wilhelm keeps saying that he's not paying attention and then Mr. Wilhelm gives him this task while he's out of earshot in a toilet stool and George then feels like he can't admit that he didn't hear it because it will play into this idea that he you know, doesn't listen. So he's trying to kind of derive what this task is that he's supposed to be doing yeah. by kind of asking roundabout questions. Yeah, mm. he's kind of he kind of approaches it in quite a philosophical way. He's sort of trying to kind of work out mm. what the task is from first principles. Um and so yeah, so he so he 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 is yeah. he is so far unable to work out what it is he is meant to be doing. Um Yeah. Yeah, despite references being made to the song Downtown uh, yeah. to the payroll department at Yankee Stadium. George is George is none the wiser. That that plot line isn't really very developed in, in It's not very it's not very developed, but there is um there is one wonderful bit of um Costanza uh Costanza's running theme of being a um being a kind of Shakespearean tragic hero where he's just where mm-hmm. he where he, victory is very much within his grasp and then his fatal flaw intervenes and and fucks him up so he so nearly gets the guy on payroll to tell him what the task mm. is but he like he, he completely fucks it by strutting too much and saying and uh, what did he tell you and so the so he loses the payroll guy who says well mm. i already said it's fine mm. for you to just take what you need uh, you don't need to kind of be a dick about it um and he's so close he's so close to getting the information it's very sad mm. 
brought low by his pride. Also, as somebody who has not worked in an office for very, very many years and who also has a serious issue with following the details Mm. of a task which just sound to me so boring that I would rather cut my own throat Mm. than do, I have... Sure. I have a lot of sympathy. <clears throat> I have definitely done the kind of the, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is that they wanted me to do. No idea. Yeah. No idea. What this is like, there. this is George Costanza at his most relatable yeah. to me as a, as a man living in 2023. Like, I feel like this is day to day. Like anytime I ask anyone for directions or I go, why did I think I would listen? Oh yeah. Time? Why did I think I would listen? <laughs> why did i think i would pay attention now every time it's the same it's the same this time this time it'll be different i won't just put all my Mm. energy into nodding and making it look like i'm listening actually listen this time nope Mm. no it's funny isn't it that that, you know a lot of people you consistently believe that other people are better people despite the evidence but it's very funny when you find out you're believing that you are a better person (laughs) despite the evidence (laughs) that you're just like yeah i'm going to be able to listen to and retain this information it's never happened before but it might happen this time well is that is this the same theory i have like when i want to sleep in a bit but i've got an appointment at like nine and then i'm sleeping in and by 8 40 i'm in bed i go it takes me four seconds to have a shower like i just <laughs> I go, look i'll just get up get you i'll be out the door i'll still be early mm. yeah yeah every time and, and it, it's important to never learn those no, things mm-hmm. to keep a bit of wonder um <laughs> so uh jerry's car sort of semi breaks down because he discovers that they have put a loads of the food that they bought on their big shopping trip under the hood of his car and this has caused the engine to sort of overheat because it's got like a pizza under there and a bunch of other stuff. This is some of the most deranged Kramer and Newman behavior. <laughs> they, they justify this by saying, well, we ran out of space. But that's not... If you run out of space in the body of the car, you wouldn't immediately go, yeah, under the hood. That's Yeah, not... yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's crazy behavior. So Jerry has to take his car into the shop, uh, which he does. And this then precipitates the uh, golf clubs not being delivered immediately to Mr. Peterman. Uh, and Elaine's having that conversation where he's kind of a bit annoyed that she spent $20,000, but he's like, well, you know, as long as you got the golf clubs. He wanted those golf clubs. To be fair, the kind of guy who's prepared to spend $10,000 on like antique golf clubs is probably also prepared to spend $20,000. Yeah. There is a kind of perverse logic there. I mean, like, yeah, once you're like, once you turn into like an auction guy, the idea of price resistance Mm. doesn't really mean anything to you anymore. Like if you're, the auction is the opposite of price. It's like reverse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're being like, I'll pay more, yeah. actually. Is this character very wealthy then? Yeah, I don't think I've seen well. him before. Yeah. Is that the yeah. idea? Okay. Um, he runs a whole catalogue. That's why he loves the auction, because he's a catalogue man. We, we, we've that we, comes we've, in said, a we've said that Elaine book. pays well over the odds just in order to beat Sue Ellen, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she pays 20 grand. She's supposed to pay 10. Well, at, up to yeah. 10. And um, she's gone over. In that way that you always do when you start like looking at something like, oh, I'm going to buy like a new car or whatever it is. And then you start off with a budget and then slowly the budget creeps up until mm. you eventually like, I've now spent double what I intended to spend on this item. Um, and this has happened to Elaine, but with an item for someone else. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, Jerry takes his car into the shop and he, he hates go- taking it in because the mechanic is too particular about the car. Um and he's you know, always nitpicking about you know whether he's been doing the right stuff. With is this the car. is this mechanic enough? <laughs> no, you never well? see this mechanic. You never see this mechanic again. Mm. Um, What's this actor's name again? He is in every. Yeah, he is. Moment, he's, right? he's he's, he's, he's your man. Things. He's the, the the tall guy. He he look. He's so he's so. He great. looks like he I looks like vibe. a kind of like mm. he looks like a he looks like a Simpsons drawing. I think. Yeah, duh, duh, but I really <laughs> like him. Yeah. Thing. He was in a bug's life, right? He played the uh, dung beetle. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I've Brad Brad Garrett. I find it really him? hard yeah, to identify the... voice actors unless they've got a really, really like yeah, possession JFK like voice. voice. <laughs> it's also a stand-up what comedian. Would, we need Brad Garrett. Well, to well, you brought minister. your car in here. Me to take a look. I think he was in a bug's life. I think he played the big okay, dung I'm beetle. Sure that's right. I'm willing to put that mm. on the I'm line. Sure that's right. And another fact is, dung beetles may never become Catholic. <laughs> Another fact. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've heard <laughs> it said. I think that they should. I think they should come up with some kind of. Yeah, he wasn't. Everybody loves Raymond. some kind of bursary that means that if you are a baptized Catholic, then you have to go through the 
priest cardinal route but if you are not a catholic and you fancy being pope you should be able to apply for Mm -hmm. a kind of um a kind of positive discrimination Mm. bursary that that lets you skip out the stages like i want to be pope that's what i'm saying i want to be pope yeah i think it's about it's about time yeah he was he was in A Bug's Life, and he was also in Finding Nemo. Who? And he was in Ratatouille. Who's the Pope? Yeah. And music and oh, lyrics. No, the the no. The, the, giant, <laughs> the, the giant mechanic. Pope. <laughs> Any man can be elected Pope. And, and he was in Inside Out. They love him at mm. Pixar. He's the he's, he's, yeah, he's Mr. He's Pixar. He's the Pixar king. Yeah. Um, Honestly, this man's filmography is like there's no movie this man hasn't been in. <laughs> he's in a movie called Honk. Oh no, Monk. Sorry, he's in a very famous show very called Monk. Movie. Yeah, a great. He's in a, film a show called Honk about geese. Yeah. Um, the the mechanic who scolds Jerry for not taking proper proper care of his car, I think, is a very yeah. very relatable figure. I think that's a. That I definitely think it's a real guy that exists. Yes. And like, that's interesting because I feel like every mechanic I've ever had is kind of the opposite, where like. My the mechanic I have now is quite like he's like well if we're gonna fix it like properly like by the book here's what I do but like d- oh, right, here's it's what your we money. could do it's your money like, I don't care like yeah 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 we're kind of like are you gonna keep it or are you gonna sell it because if you're gonna sell it I'd, I'll duct tape like that not like not I, specifically me- like mecha- it's more just like it's a kind of recognisable like type of guy like I have definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a forum guy. It's a BMW yeah, forum guy. Yeah, yeah, it, And it's like... Who, like, he's like, just spent all afternoon changing <laughs> the oil on the 2005 M3. <laughs> of course, only using the correct BMW branded engine oil, which uh, you shouldn't use even the same grade of oil from another manufacturer, because even though it's made in the same factory, it doesn't have the logo on it, and that will affect the functioning like you of the car. definitely, you get I, hairdressers who, if you have nice hair will scold you for not mm. taking proper care of it because they think you're being ungrateful for your nice hair. Um, I've had an optician tell me off for not for say for saying making a joke about my bad eyesight because he because apparently I have extremely beautifully healthy eyes, which is quite nice. Um in terms of function. No, no, in terms of is that your problem is you want to see too much. No, 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 no. This is like this is a fam this is a family friend who's known me since I was a child. It was absolutely not a flirtation. He was you know the thing where they take a picture of the inside of your like the inside of your eye and he said the optical coherence tomography scan. And he said and he said, Look at this, look at this. Look at look at your optic nerve. It's perfect. They should show this to optometry students for an example of what a healthy eyeball looks like. This is what you want to. This is what you. This is what you want to have in front of you (laughs) when you are looking at eyeballs. And I sort of said as a joke, "Oh yeah, but they don't work very well." And he said, "But that's just mechanical. There's nothing wrong with them." And he started to like tell me off for being critical about my perfect eyeballs. This actually Mm. almost linking back to mechanics. My mechanic. When I got my, I had to put a lot of money into my car this year, which I didn't, I've mm. never really had to do. It's a second, it's a, not a great car. Right. And he said to me, Sean, I don't want you to sell this car. It's going to fail the MOT. It's going to cost you a bit of money, but you, I, I need you to put the money in because and I'm not just saying this. I think you have the best car in the world. <laughs> what? <laughs> I drive just for the record, a 2006 <laughs> Honda Jazz, which <laughs> is. I would say by any metric, not mm. the best car in the world. He's, he's like, com- like, confusingly, I've run the numbers on this and it's counterintuitive, <laughs> but the 2006 Honda Jazz, if you bring in all the different factors, you know, economy, value for money yeah, and so yeah. on, it is actually the best car in the world. I and mean, your specific one as well. It, it's the best I deal. mean, I suppose it might be. It's a heck of a reliable vehicle. Yeah. But it is... The it Japanese, is... they can make a reliable oh, economy yeah, box car. True. I couldn't go anywhere else. I couldn't shop true. anywhere else. Yeah. Am I mm. right, guys? Yeah. Um, I would like to would Maybe like to Korea thank Honda uh, for yeah. the uh, promotional consideration that they furnished us with at the start of this episode. Yeah, it's actually on the <laughs> out the front of a Kia dealership that says Sean McLaughlin. <laughs> it's like <laughs> maybe Korea, at a push. <laughs> maybe Korea <laughs> at a push. <laughs> We're not quite as good as the Japanese, but we are cheaper. <laughs> And still, on the whole, very reliable vehicles. Look, a Kia is a world-class vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Look, let's get down to brass tacks, okay? <laughs> that part of the world, they just seem to have found something extra that the mm. Americans and even the Germans have, have missed out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The Germans, they make a car too delicate, you know. It's like a great car until there are any unfavorable conditions. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, there's moisture on the road. I was not built for this. Yeah. You should have bought the rain car. This is the dry car. It's not for that. <laughs> what do you drive? What is your car? I've, I have I've a BMW and my it hates the rain. Does it? Oh, it's very, it's very, it's very naughty in the wet. I think my, I think my Honda Jazz is just like a proper street dog of a car. Like, yeah. it just, it does keep going. It's tough mm. as nails. Yeah, and it's ugly. <laughs> it is ugly. It's sort of the and Tommy Robinson of me. It's Robbo. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to formally apologise to Robbo on uh, for comparing him to a Japanese car. That's right. He wouldn't like that. He'd want to be like a Rover. I'm a, vo- I'm a Vauxhall. I'm a Corsa. Yeah, secretly German made. Um, <gasps> That's good. That'd be good if he was a plant. Yeah. How often does Tommy Robinson come up with this? Literally on this never. No, it's not the very often, first actually. time. I don't know why he keeps is going it? on about him. I genuinely think this is the first conversation I've ever had about Tommy Robinson in my life. Wow. I'm oh, having it on a Seinfeld podcast. Mm. Well, yeah. my, uh, yeah, my yeah, friend yeah. from Russia, who I saw in Paris, I actually had to explain to her who Tommy Robinson <laughs> was. <laughs> There's been so many seasons <laughs> yeah. of Britain since Robinson yeah, so, was big, you know. Yeah. Got to catch difficult. her up. Um, so you've, you've still got the Honda Jazz. Still, She's still purring, driving a, driving a Cumbria in her next week. Oh, and she's going to download this week. Oh, Jasmine. Ooh. Very nice. Download Festival, yes. Mm. No, they still did download Festival. That's jazz. quite charming. My wife's going with her brother <laughs> to see, because Metallica okay. are headlining. It's right, a big yeah. pilgrimage Aww. for them. So. The, way, mm. the way you phrased yeah, that, yeah. you made it sound sort of like... like the, the Protestant Lord. You made it sound like you were you were not specifically invited. <laughs> well, well it's, it um, made, you made you made, I mean, you made it sound vibe. like your wife was going mm. and you were maybe following in the Honda. Um, yeah, <laughs> you were just driving there. Like, just wait, just wait in the car. Wait in the car. We'll be two or three days. <laughs> you love the jazz, Sean. You've just put so much money into this old girl. S- sleep in her. Have some fun. Get your money's worth. <laughs> You can have your you can have your Jamie Cullum on, on the stereo, whatever you want. <laughs> Jamie Cullum. is that it? You're either into Metallica or you're into Jamie Cullum. I was like, what's never the, the twain she'll be download. Well, festival. that's what you have to listen Jamie to. Jamie Cullum as the, the undercard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. What you got to listen to in the Honda Jazz. You're not allowed to listen. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie got Cullum. Got to be jazz. It's 2006. The sun's shining. Mm. Jamie Cullum is is bursting through those old battered yeah. speakers. Yeah. You should. They should bring Jamie Cullum out during the Metallica set as like a special mm-hmm. guest. He just like descends on the piano. I don't even know if I'd recognise. J- you could be Jamie Cullum for all I remember him. Yeah. Jamie Cullum looks a bit like um, if you gave uh, Pete Doherty a Christian makeover. <laughs> Does he look like I had to be in my meeting 10 minutes ago? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Potentially. Um, Potentially. Anyway, that's Jamie he does Gullum. look a lot like Pete Doherty, actually. He does look like Pete So, any, in which case, I will, I will okay. wrap us up neatly. So, the, basically, the only relevant bit of the plot after this is that um, the mechanic gets so annoyed with Jerry about that he's not looking at the car properly, he just drives off with Jerry's car. This is kind of the cliffhanger at the end of the episode. And also, Newman has discovered that on Mother's Day, there's an excess of mail, which means that a fifth mail truck has to be sent up north, uh, but it's barely full with any letters. And so he's volunteered to drive that truck so they can take all of the bottles and cans with them to Michigan. And then Kramer's like, this completely changes the cost paradigm. It means it works. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, that's where we get left with. Jerry needs to get his car back. Kramer and Newman are, uh, you know, they're off to Michigan. Uh, Jerry is, he's lost the golf clubs uh, that Elaine needs. And George still doesn't know uh, what, what it is that he's supposed to be doing. And it remains for us only to thank Sean very much for joining us. Thanks. I hope it's been enjoyable. I've yeah, enjoyed oh, it. It's been a pleasure. It's been it's been a rip roaring time. Lovely stuff. This one. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug to the loyal hogs of this show? Hogs. Yeah. Um, the listeners. Oh. Um, <laughs> that makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We just we we do call them the hogs, but I feel as though it. <laughs> It, that's not clear yeah. to someone who's not familiar with. So, by the way, the the primary audience is sort of like free range, uh, yeah, pigs. Yeah, um, I, we're big in Wiltshire. When is this coming out? Um, uh, not mon- yeah. Monday week. So, I have a stand up special coming out on 19th. the twenty sixth of June. 
that people can buy. Oh, lovely. Exactly a week from when this comes out. So there you go. Uh, You can buy it. And if you buy it, you get a copy of my of an album of it as well. Yes, if, Jamie Cullum's. You get a, you get a copy of Jamie Cullum's album, yeah. um, uh, or you can wait until uh, was it July twenty seventh and it goes on YouTube for free. Is that the Edinburgh show from last year? Yes, really good. I enjoyed it. A Thank lot. you. It's that with a whole lot of craziness because we only had one chance to record it, and five drunk people is enough to harpoon. Uh, three oh years of God. work. Oh, so, fantastic. Okay, so keep an eye out. <laughs> they were like, they were like, you can never buy a horse for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, a, it was a lot of, it was a lot of plate spinning. Uh, <laughs> I think I like the special though. It took me a while, but I'm great. like, oh, I think I like this. That is, I mean, it's it's a great document of what stand-up comedy can be. It's not a special, like you, it's definitely yeah. not it's the special not I intended to special. make. Holding a wolf by the ears. This is not your, yeah. gra- this ain't no Jerry Seinfeld special. Let's put it that way. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you come out and you're immediately like, "I've got a Honda Jazz." You know that um, that bit of paper they put in the footwell? <laughs> no, fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, really do, really do check that out. It's a, it's a great, it's a great show. Even if there were five drunk men there, it was really fun. It was really fun. Yeah, check that out. Is that just on your website or? It's on the 800 pound gorilla website. Who are like the production oh, yeah. company that made it, and then it's going on YouTube. Wicked. So yeah. just do your best. Just do your best, lads. Um, hey, and if you're listening to this, we have a Patreon. You can sign up to it. It's $3 a month and you get the bonus episodes every month. Uh, or if you pay $5, you get the Discord and the Movie Corner, uh, which is coming out twice this month because we forgot to release the one for last month. Um, so sorry about that. But you will get the you know the correct number over if you extrapolate over time. It'll work it out. It works worth. out. It works and, out fine. It works <clears> out fine. Exactly. And... And at $10, you get all that, plus also the What's the Deal miniseries. So um, keep keep your eyes peeled for all of those. And um, we will see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.